You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two adult men observe how the world ticks by talking about things that happen in pop culture with a supreme citizen of the internet who understands the codes, the 2.0 language, the hidden messages in the TikTok verse. This is the Weekly Review. This week we ponder about our favorite subject, privilege, lifestyles of the rich and infamous, Beyonce's very well-paid first live show in four years in Dubai. Apparently some people have issues with Queen Bee's decision to proceed. We shall try to understand why people are making a fuss over Fred against posh upbringing. Maybe a word or two about Monskin's fabulous wedding slash album launch. Uh, speaking of albums, Nuria Graham's new album, Cyclamen, is our record of the week. And because we love Nepo babies, here's the debut solo single from Bjork's daughter, Isadora. Sei não crer, Isadora, uh, sounding exactly like you'd expect from the daughter of Björk, her Björk daughter. Because as you know, in Iceland, if you are the son of Gunnar, you are named Gunnar's son. And if you are the daughter of Gunnar, you are Gunnar daughter. This I know from watching documentaries about Björk. <laughs> Not because I read many books a week. Um, I thought you were making it up. No, seriously, that, <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> I That's thought it was one of your jokes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like if you look at every Icelandic uh, surname, you're, you, if you're a boy, you're Gun something son, uh, Anderson, Gunnarsson. And if you're a girl, uh, uh, someone's daughter, you are Dottir. Dottir. That's why I made it up. Uh, the joke was that Isadora could be called Björk Dottir. <laughs> we're, we're thinking about, we, you know, there's been much, much has been said about Nepo babies in Hollywood. Uh, there was that piece in the New York Times, I believe. Was it the New York Times or was it in Vulture magazine? New York magazine. It's because they've got so many uh, sub-magazines now. There's The Cut, which we're which basically is responsible for all our content here in the week review. There's a Vulture, which is kind of pop culture as well. The New York Times. 
Yeah, the prestigious New York Times. Um, so uh, now that everyone is very very much aware that n nearly every successful young person working in Hollywood happens to be the child or the grandchild of Hollywood royalty, same thing happens in music. And Ben wanted to pose the question, which would which is the Nepo baby you would most like to hear music from? We're going to skip now. I'm, there I'm you joking. are. Now, now I can hear you. Um, uh, we have notes here about David Bowie's daughter, Lexi Jones. I mean, how many kids does David Bowie have? Because I know there's uh, the one who's the film director. Uh, who's Who? The, the, the director of the movie Moon. Uh, which was a film that was very good, a sci-fi kind of film with Sam Rockwell. Uh, that was directed by one of David Bowie's sons, uh, Duncan Jones, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, Duncan Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he had, an, then there was another the other... who is very young because I saw her on TikTok. <laughs> I think this is Lexi Jones who we're yeah. thinking of, the, yeah. the very young. Uh, I mean, that, that's always a lot of pressure. I imagine just like Isadora being the daughter of Björk. The, there's a funny story about Björk's other son uh, who went on Twitter and actually said that he had more talent than his mother. He had more talent than every musician and I, something like that. And it was very, obviously he was being uh, sarcastic and, and a little bit of a curmudgeon. Uh, like, you know, he's like, he's 30 years old. It's not like sweet little Sindri anymore that we... We remember from seeing photos of him in the 90s, you know, all of a sudden now he's like, he looks like a, a member of the Nightwatch in Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was going to say, um, Lexi Jones is very cool because uh, she's the daughter not only of uh, David Bowie, but of, oh, good Lord, I've now forgotten the name of... Iman. Uh, Iman, Iman, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's some some genes. Um, and I think a few years ago, if I, if I remember right, she posted a, a song or the beginning of a song and it was really good, but it was really like low-key and it was really like, oh... I, I don't know if I should be doing this, but you know, I just decided to go ahead and do it. I've been looking, I, I, I don't know if I just imagined this. I've been looking, I've been looking for it, looking back over it. I can't actually find any evidence of her songs, but her, uh, the kind of things she posts on Instagram are really sweet, like pictures of her dad looking sweet at birth, children's birthday parties and that kind of thing. And, and her sort of fiddling around on um, uh, synths with, with him when she, when she was a baby. And so I would very much like to hear more, more uh, music from Lexi Jones. Yeah. That's my, that's my kind of Nepo baby well, it's, um, it, it reminds me of like Nene Cherry is the daughter of Don Cherry who was like a very legendary free jazz musician so the you know this is a he wasn't a pop star he was like a, 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 a musician's musician so when you grow up in that kind of household where I imagine you you know you grow up seeing other musicians coming or you go and you, you go with your dad to a studio or to a club to watch him play and stuff it's just kind of embedded in you and my defense of the Nepo baby argument or the Nepo babies is that I remember when if you were like hundreds of years ago, if your father was the town's butcher, it was only logical that you would follow his steps and become, you know, and then it would be like uh, Gomez mm -hmm. and Sons yeah. or if your so, father was a shoemaker. You know, it's not you, hundreds of years ago, that still happened. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Like, you know. and, it, and it's prestige. You know, it's like, oh, this, this family is like the fifth generation of fork makers <laughs> or, or, or uh, wall, um, sheepskin wallets, you know, like nice. these Scottish brands that are like, oh, you know, this family, you know, six generations of, you know, they've been herding their own sheep and making uh, wool and sweaters. And, you know, that kind of prestige comes from. And why is that not nepotism? Or, or if it is. I kind what? of feel like it is, right? It's like, but it's not 
like a bad thing. But in this, like in the argument of Nepo, Nepo babies and all this, mm. I'm have like a strong opinion <laughs> that they sh like. I don't want to see like David David Bowie um, daughter singing <laughs> or Bjork's daughter. Like if if they happen to do it, like okay, I I will listen to it. Like um, Lourdes Leon, um, Lola or whatever yeah. <laughs> her um she goes with like Madonna's daughter but the only thing I care about Nippo Babies is them allowing me to see like their day-to-day -day life like I want to see them existing like I don't care what their job is like I want their job to be like just exist and and be there and I don't know go to a party and and let me see what you wear on the red carpet like I don't need them to do anything I don't need them yeah. to explain me like oh yes I deserve to be here I'm actually a good singer I'm actually a good actor I'm actually mm. I don't care you can be here and do nothing and yeah. I will love it like you're an hippo baby like you I want you to be here you're here for my entertainment yeah. like I you don't have to excuse yourself like you're a hundred percent allowed to do nothing and that's your job It's, and you're doing excellent I think that there's some kind of two key differences like basically what you were saying about you know like uh you know Sanchez and sons the knife makers since like 1832 mm. and like nepo babies is like I think people we have a view that in order to make music, you have to be some kind of genius. And often these people are, you know, literally the, you know, the, the sons of, of some of the most, sons and daughters, some of the most acclaimed musicians in the entire world. And we don't see for all our, you know, I'm not, not saying this is fair, but like, you know, we, we don't see people who run knife-making businesses at being geniuses or whatever. Yeah. You just see it's like, oh, okay, you've put a lot of work like, into making knives. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, okay, you, well, your son or daughter can probably also put as much work into making knives, knives and be good. Whereas, like, it's like, you know, if you're David Bowie's daughter, it's like, well, your, your father was basically a genius. So, you know, I, I don't see that same family connection. Also, I think the best thing, it's like Martha's, the best thing for... for people with famous parents do is to go into something else you know like Stella, yeah. Stella McCartney is a brilliant mm -hmm. example you know yeah. because she I, I'm sure she benefited very much she, from her father can being, I say a fun fact before <coughs> yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting but she was like she's very good um, but she definitely benefited from being the daughter of <laughs> the daughter of the man oh, yeah, yeah 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 because um, she studied at St. Martin's, Martin's. Um, and her like final like the typical final project of your uni um, and you do a runway in her case because she was studying fashion and <laughs> you're a student there and imagine being in the same like promotion like great that Estella McCartney is in and imagine like you have your friend maybe doing the catwalk for you or yeah. or some people you know and Stella <laughs> McCartney brought out Naomi Campbell and Kate Moss for her final project at uni like oh my god we get it and Paul McCartney's in the front row but like okay Paul and Linda but, 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 but right wouldn't some people mark you down for that if I was if I was maybe this says something very bad about me but like if I was someone marking fashion projects at uh, St. Martin's, which is a very big world away from where I am. But if I was, and like I saw someone like chucking, like, you know, Naomi Campbell down the runway, I would, I'd be thinking, well, I don't know. Have you, have you really designed that brilliant clothes? You know, your, your mate has got, uh, your fellow student has got their mate to do it. And it's looking, you know, their clothes are looking pretty nice. Whereas you've got Naomi Campbell to do it, And it's looking 
pretty nice. But like, so whose <laughs> who's clothing is actually better? You know, if you're going to get Naomi Campbell, mm, see what I mean? I'm, uh, maybe this is like very bad um, to it say is. and to think. Go on. But probably, it probably is. But I feel like if you have the resources, it doesn't make you a better person not to use them. Like if you have the resources to contact Kate Moss, um, it would make you maybe like more stupid not to use it. Like, oh, I'm so, yeah. so good. Like... If you can do it, like I would do it, I don't have the resources. That, that's why Kate but Moss is not in, on my runway. I'm not, I'm not saying it makes you a worse person, but I think there's something in human nature that people are like, oh, you took advantage of that. that you, so let, like, let's yeah, see. I, do, I did, of course. Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It Maybe it's because I, I'm so far away from that world and... I just envy them so much, but envy in a way that it's... Like, I was born to be a Nepo baby. I would do it oh. perfectly. I would be scandalous on the right, like, like with its limits and stuff. Like, I would give, like, paparazzi what they wanted. I would go crazy on night outs, but I wouldn't, like, end up, yeah. like, on jail. I just would make, like, a couple headlines, and then I would have a very cool, like, social media. Yeah. and I, eccentric lifestyle. I was born to be a trust fund kid. That is what oh. I'm all about. No need for like famous parents, just really rich yeah. parents who are bugging me like 50,000 euros a year to live. That's me. Sadly, that hasn't, I mean, I said I was born to do it. I, I wasn't born to do it as it turned no, out. No, apparently none know, of us were born I to think do that. But. One of my favorite cases of uh, a baby who has chosen not to be a Nepo baby is Frances Bean Cobain. I mean, she's oh, doing yeah. it so well. She's like, look, the royalties of Nirvana, my, sh- my stake in, you know, my inheritance of my father's songwriting is going to keep like five generations of Cobains well-fed and and we don't need... And she has always said, she's like, I have no interest in making music and being like the daughter of my father in the public eyes. Like, I'm just going to handle the estate as best as I can. Mm, my mother's also a rock icon, a, a, an mm-hmm. incredible music icon. That You know, th- that's enough. You know, mother, mom and dad did the work. Now all I have to do is just protect the legacy and and live and she's doing it beautifully and she's allowing us to see like her life like if you're interested she doesn't have like a private private life she has a, an open instagram and everything so ah she does she, yeah she, if if you want to like she i feel like yes she has the key to being a cool nipo baby she did an internship at rolling stone magazine as well which ah. i always thought was, was quite an interesting thing to do you know it's funny when you read about yeah obviously that could even cons- be considered like yeah. a, a nepotism streams, because yeah. because that's a bit harsher because okay I understand that's the ugly part of nepotism when when you're getting in the way of like regular jobs that someone who 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 comes from a modest family wants to study music journalism and can't get a can't get a seat uh, and uh, can't get an internship because oh we gave it to the daughter of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, but I mean, but, come on, it's a bit, how are you it's not a bit going soft to... and intense? It's not like nepa nepa nepotism, is it? It's a bit like. But you know when it's like when it's an nepa. administration level, like in in Spain we have a very big problem. We used to have a very serious problem, especially you know Andalusians where I'm from <laughs> used to get a bad rep because of the public uh, public uh, public jobs funcionarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, working for the government and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, uh, get your cousin in here, or you know, there, there was lots of, there was lots of that going on. Uh, even though it's supposed to be illegal and stuff, somehow they would make it happen, you know. And all of a sudden, oh, so and so's cousin has got the administrative desk at the, you know, where you have to go and renew your passport. This kind of thing, and that sucks. But um, but in entertainment 
And arts, it's this. I think it's the same as being a watchmaker, you know, a third generation watchmaker or a or a or a leather maker. You know, acting is a craft that you can learn and you can become good at. But at the same time, David Bowie, Madonna, they worked their asses off for a lot of years, and they played toilets and they suffered and they, you know, they they they. They went through so much hardships to become the the iconic genius pop stars that they became that all of a sudden not having to you know live that that the, the the precarious years and all that kind of stuff makes for a diluted version of of things and this is maybe a lot of the criticism that a lot of these privileged kids face that's like you haven't you haven't got the wrinkles in your face actors one of the greatest generation of actors was the Lee Marvin generation. All those, especially those male actors who actually fought in in, in world wars, in, in in fought in Korea or fought in 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 Europe in World War Two. You know those those actors brought their scars back home, and when you saw them playing soldiers or generals on screen, it was super believable because you know David Niven. You know he was a RAF. Um, 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 lieutenant or you know whatever uh, so it, it, it was very enjoyable to watch actors who actually had real life experience I don't know that's just a little argument a little case and now we have all these kind of bland actors faking that they've been to war Brad Pitt included but he's so good to look at. I don't know where. I'm, yeah, Mars looking at me is like, where are you going with this? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm shooting the, shooting like the breeze. Like all the actors fake, they've been to places like that's what acting. Yeah, is. but right. yeah, but but they, maybe but, not to war. No, <laughs> I know, but but this is what I mean. Like a long time ago, you know, Lee Marvin, uh, who was the other? I don't know. So many of them had been had done ser active service, that. And you'd hear stories of them uh, between shooting and stuff. You know, these yeah, these were. I don't know Star Wars. People haven't been to space, but I know, I, I know, I know. But it, 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 it I don't know. It's just Good the way Star of, Wars <laughs> reference. Excellent. That's I'm, the first time I can reference Star Wars. <laughs> really good. Really happy. Really happy with that. that. You could argue that those were the best actors ever. You know, they always said that Mark Hamill's casting. You watch him and and saying all this language. Like, if we're gonna go the, to fifty parsecs, we meet. We you know, using all this made up language and pure fantasy. And so believable, it's like, wow, you really have to make be a, a great actor to to make us believe that all this that I you're saying think exists. Mars seen Star Wars. I think she told yeah. us this once. I know, <laughs> no, I know. we were. Yeah. She's name dropping. She's, she, yeah. she's appropriating. Just to catch your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not right. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we, you, you had an interesting list here of Nepo baby musicians. Buzzy Lee, who we had the chance of meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very. I, I like you her music. You interviewed her, didn't you? I interviewed her, and she's the daughter of. For me, he's one of my kings, Steven Spielberg and Kate oh. Capshaw. Yeah, uh, their daughter came to play Primavera Club a few years ago, and she plays a kind of a, a Californian style of folk pop, and it was it was very. very Can good. I say something mean? I've been I'm on a mean mood <laughs> today. Like, I like I've it, just I like been it. seeing mean stuff, Bring but it. how humiliating! How more humiliating than being on the New York magazine list, like of Nepo babies? Like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm not talented because these are my parents. But isn't it more humiliating to be a Nepo baby and not even make it to the list? Like, you're not talented enough I know. to make it. There, there was a lot of people not on that list and, and pretty big names yeah. who were who like, hang like, on, this is the grandson, you know, and mm -hmm. and they weren't on the list. So it's like, for a moment, it's like, whoo, yeah, but at the same the time, time, it's like, like, why am oh I not? Oh my God, I'm not relevant enough well, to make no, it. Or you could be massively delusional 
And you could say, my talent has elevated yeah, me above that's, that status. That's what they should do. But if as I, people who are not affected by it, like I feel like I would be deep down a bit sad. I would love to be massively delusional about my talent. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've got a far too realistic view of what I'm able to do. Right? So trust fund delusion. That's, yep. Wasn't there one famous person who actually used the not being in, mentioned in the article as like, wasn't weren't they... Posting on Twitter is like, oh, uh, they 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 failed to include me in the article and made a, a deal out of it to maybe to boost their followers. I know Hayley Bieber. Um, I don't think she she even was on the list because she's um, Hayley Baldwin, the daughter, daughter of Alec. Alec, and not Alec, the the brother, Stephen Baldwin. So, yeah, one of the Baldwins. One of the Baldwins. She's a Baldwin. <laughs> um, and and she did. I don't think she was on the list. So it's like she is on the not that relevant part of the of the list. And then she tried to like get paparazzi in a baby tea that had like this slogan that said "Nipo Baby" and like tried to make it fashion. Like, haha, I'm so funny. But Hayley Bieber <laughs> is so bland. <laughs> That people were like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like it, it's not, it's not being the thing that you think you're making. It's not, it's not coming through. And then someone said, like, I bet she only wore it to get shot um, by a paparazzi, and and then she changed outfits. Like she cannot even commit to the beat for a single day. <laughs> and it was right because there were more paparazzi pictures of her, like at dinner or lunch with a friend and she was wearing like a normal tea then and it was like oh my god oh, I'm so god. sorry Hayley Bieber you cannot like stop failing and having these little awkward moments hang on but has she actually does she is she an actress no she was um, she tried to be a model but she like wasn't like that popular well here in Spain there's a there's a bit of a cruel word from some comedians uh, mocatriz you know mo, mo, model <laughs> actress and mo, mocatriz model. model singer and actress mm-hmm. uh, it's like a compendium of the I don't know how you call that uh, mo, modelo cantante actriz mocatriz uh, in English it would be mosia mosiac <laughs> Mosiak, a mosiak, no. model singer actress no no they have they, in English we have model actress whatever <laughs> Which is a very I've been called a Mogadriz and it stung. Oh, I would <laughs> so love it's like, to be what? I know, now I've owned it. It's like, you know what? Fuck you it. can wear well, a t shirt. If anyone ever calls yeah. me a model, I'm bloody. I give him a cup of tea. You can wear a t shirt to get paparazzi shot <laughs> and, and then change it. Damn it. Talking, uh, talking of parents, how do we feel about Fred again's parents being. I love this topic because it's like you said, he's not exactly a nipple baby. He's no, just no, born no, rich. No. And I think that's another interesting fact because there's a, a culture here in Barcelona that and everywhere in the world but I feel like I have this conversation with a lot of my friends like oh my god I love whoever like um I love their articles or I love their art yeah. or I love their vibe as a thing and then you start wondering like oh their house is really big and and they just <laughs> like publish one article a month or they just DJ at this gig like once in a while and just be with a little crowd of friends that's so weird i wonder like how does he or she do it and then they're like oh no their parents are blah 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 or their family owns half of barcelona yeah. and and it's like oh, <laughs> oh okay so all the cool people are just like rich you can only manage to be a certain amount of cool like if you're that depending on the money that your parents have. And I, I totally respect it. I get it. Like It's like you have to 
it's a craftsmanship also to craft yourself as this cool persona. So it takes time, but this time is not like valued as like I don't have it because I have to come to work. Yeah. So I was going to say like, did you ever see that Netflix series of of rich people in Barcelona, the reality show? Oh, I oh, tried to. F- uh, was it first class? Yeah. Yeah. Premium yeah, yeah. economy. That that. Yeah. He drew me in for a couple of episodes, then it, I sort of thought, no, I can't. No, can't no that was terrible. But see, one, one thing with Fred again is this, like in, in, in the UK, this drives people absolutely insane, more than, more than many other places, I think, because, you know, they say the British are obsessed with class and less so, but I think that obsession still lingers. Yeah. And it, people really went off because it's not just the fact that his parents were rich, it's like they were quite aristocratic and people did not like that. And he went to um, a very expensive school and people did not like that and it seemed like it really i don't know if this happened in other places but like i saw a lot of people putting some very negative comments and i saw someone on reddit it was like i feel absolutely betrayed by the fact that you know brian eno is mm-hmm. his godfather mm-hmm. you know and it's like is he yeah yeah <gasps> i well, love rich people I love it. Is it? You know, it's like i i, I like i like living so vicariously through these them that it's like exactly like uh, myth um i feel like when the greeks like in ancient greece like when they heard about the olympus and the gods and stuff i feel like it's them like i want to hear their stories yes. how can ryan Eno be your godfather like in that world it's possible not in my world but i want to hear the stories and the so i read this thing the guardian published a piece in december last year less than two months ago titled the huge de- uh, huge decline of working class people in the arts reflects uh, a fall in wider society, uh, or that was the subtitle or the the, the text, uh, and it went on to say that a study shows the proportion of musicians, writers, and artists with working class origins has shrunk by half since the 1970s. Uh, people who grew up in professional families were four times more likely than those with working class parents to be in creative work. The study found, and with fewer film directors, authors, or songwriters to describe the experience of growing up in a working-class household, some creatives fear their stories are being squeezed out of culture or confined to poverty porn. Uh, And it would be tragic, especially when the United Kingdom or Britain has given so many incredible artists from working-class backgrounds, I mean, in music alone, I don't know, Brett Anderson from Suede, if you read his his two books, especially his first book, uh, Cold Black Mornings, how he details the poverty he grew up in, but it was like a, it was a, it, you know, his parents were 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 very modest, you know, they, they had very few means, but but they were very cultured. And that is something that Britain has always had, like no matter how poor you were, you could always like fall back on culture. You you always found a way to have access to books, music. Even B- the BBC would show certain things on television, and that would enrich this incredible working class in the sixties, and the seventies, and the eighties. And we have incredible people who came out of that and went on to become superstars. David Bowie was modest, I think. Also yeah, came yeah, from modest, yeah, yeah. Modest means Michael, Sir Michael Caine. Uh, Peter O'Toole, Richard Burton. He was the son of, of coal miners and is one of the greatest actors to ever crack a, a board on stage. And what I was saying about before, actors who went to war in, 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 the, in Britain, you had the poor actors who were, you know, who were able to play kings in Shakespearean plays, but they would have the grit and they would have the, the life experience of, of, of living through misery to bring this. And it was all far more visceral, visceral and interesting than... 
I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I love Gwyneth Paltrow in, in the Royal Tenenbaums. And I love movies like White Lotus, a series like White Lotus stuff. But it is true that if there could be a danger of us being exposed to like this kind of blandness, this comfortable entertainment where everything is made by people with stories from uh, that have to deal with comfort and, and the pettiness of like first world woes. I think basically the problem um, in the UK is kind of, it's really, it's a tragedy, obviously, if you're not getting that variety of voice, if you're not getting people from working class backgrounds through. And it's, I think it's largely to do with like basically the collapse of the welfare state. You know, it used to be you could just about, you know, live on unemployment benefit and you could, you know, uh, and they'd kind of leave you alone enough so if you went in once a week, you know, you could basically get on with being in a band. But like now you were like, well, you get absolutely buckets on on unemployment benefit and you have to go in and do these fake job interviews and prove you've applied for 19 jobs a, a week and they're squeezing your benefits and you've got absolutely no money hmm. and um that i think is you know more of a problem so i don't you know I, i'm certainly not blaming anyone from like a, a more uh wealthier background who goes on to do it it's like you know it, it it's not really there for I mean if they want to be in a band they, they want to be in a band it's just I think that it's more political what's happened basically yeah. but I, spe- I mean I remember my friend Laura Hayden you know she had her band on Terrace which were doing really well they were on the rise and she told me the costs oh. of keep of, of, of keeping the band touring uh, you know the, the the prices of hotels and stuff it was it, you know they sharing sharing rooms all this whatever you know I mean if you're in a punk band you're used to sleeping on on shitty couches or whatever whoever lets you I remember Jamie my friend Jamie had to sleep in an abandoned factory once when they were playing some festival I don't know where <laughs> with the cold and everything you know it's it's hardship uh, but it, it it just kind of and and if you add to that the costs of touring after Brexit you know touring Europe and stuff it really is very impossible. And it's a shame because so many great bands came from nothing. And as you say, they would, you know, they'd be able to get by and, and they'd, maybe they were squatting for a few years and stuff. By the way, is that still happening in the UK? Because there, there was a time when squatting was super normal for like yeah, young people. Yeah, people do still squat. Not so much, not so much. And it wasn't even like I was, because whenever I'd go to Spanish squats, you know, to <laughs> have a, have a peer, uh, to buy my hash. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Sorry, well, I was young and dumb, uh, no. uh, but I remember it was like I could not live here. You know, I was so middle class. It's like there's no carpets, there's no heating. Oh God, you can't put a lock on the door. They take my biscuits. Uh, but <laughs> apparently, in biscuits. the in the UK, it was super like civilized. Like the the squats were actually nice uh, in a certain way, as nice as a squat can be. Um, I don't know. I, I I sound like so posh. I sound like Fred again. Like oh, oh, I could not live in a squat. Oh, away from Alfred bringing me tea in the morning. Uh, look, one thing that annoys me about Fred again, what his discourse is like. Oh, if I didn't do music, I wouldn't be good at anything else. Because apparently he wasn't very great at school or anything and stuff. And it's like oh, it's like. Look, you can afford to just uh, learn to become a musician and, and toy around and play around and stuff. Um, I, I think the other thing is that people from who, uh, kind of quite privileged backgrounds are a lot better at pushing themselves, a lot better at believing themselves, mm-hmm. which is obviously such yeah. a crucial factor, you know, because they're kind of uh, brought up to think that, you know, they do deserve 
this kind of success. And I think I wish kind and of. And what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like the 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 failure, the maximum failure you can have is something that allows you to live too. Like, okay, you're going back to live with your parents or whatever. Mm. And in other cases, the maximum failure you can have is like, oh, I have nothing to eat today and yeah. tomorrow and the other. Yeah. Or and there's an live. electric bill on the way yeah. and, and the Wi-Fi <laughs> bill and... So I don't, I don't I don't mind what Fred Again's background is I I, I like him I like uh, some of his music you know yep. but why one thing that has been quite interesting is there's been a bit of a Wikipedia war over his entry because like some people basically <laughs> put in this thing saying like that, that who his parents are and that kind of thing and that was very much edited out of Wikipedia yeah I noticed and like, oh, okay it's been taken out that's interesting it's like you know own it man don't be ashamed of it I mean there's another situation which is a bit more. Uh, touchy for certain actors who come from a posh background uh the, the recently benedict cumberbatch was being scrut his family history has been scrutinized because apparently he is the descendant of uh, of uh, people who owned uh, plantations in was it the west indies or in jamaica and uh, they had slaves they had slaves uh the 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 that a lot of their his the wealth that he is inheriting shall we say came from slave labor so obviously he has been him and a lot of people who are descendants of um, aristocrats or people who owned plantations and had slaves they're being asked to what's that word re pay reparations pay reparations no it's a, it's 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 something that could heal some of the some of the wounds that you know slavery left still still left open shall we say and i mean you know that doesn't take from the fact that he is an incredibly gifted actor i i love benedict cumberbatch so i loved him as i love him in everything really he's in he's a great actor uh and you know it's like and, and he happens to do very well on his own it's like he doesn't actually need his his family inheritance to 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 pay his bills but uh it's interesting when these things come out of the gutter you know like this is like happening to so many people it's like Oh damn it! Uh, I can't help it that my great 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 grandfather, you know, uh, did what he did, and uh, it's 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 touchy. Should we speak about Beyonce? So yes, this is the thing. Uh, what's worse, uh, coming from a <laughs> from a from a family that you have no control over of what they did hundreds of years ago, or uh, being offered to play in a country that is has some shady reputation for the way they treat members from the LGBTQ community and uh, getting offered a gig to play for one hour in the opening of a very luxurious hotel for a very hefty sum and saying, yes, uh, this is what people are a little bit angry with Beyonce with for, because uh, especially since Renaissance is an album, her last album yeah. that was incre incredibly well received by the critics and it has done incredibly well in her career and it is a, an album that pays a lot of homage to uh, the, the, the the gay culture of the discos in the 80s and the end of the 70s. Well, here's a question for you, both of you. If you'd have been invited to this, would you have gone? Of course. Oh, <laughs> as a journalist or, or if I'd have gotten paid 22 million by the hour? Journalist. Either way, Yes. I wouldn't. I would have to think about it. Hang on, wait. Lifestyle journalism is a serious 
is is serious journalism. I th- I, I respect. I, I like reading about hotels. I love hotels. Uh, yeah, hotel yeah. literature uh, and people who tell me about the 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 dents in the uh, Egyptian cotton that you sleep in. And I, stuff. I was looking at pictures of this hotel just today, so I can't. You know, I can't. Uh... The hotel is ghastly. The hotel is oh, it, it's an abomination. It. I don't mind it actually. I I did. I I mean, uh, one thing I would have accepted gladly. I would have accepted the pampering, but. It is one of the ugliest hotels I've seen in my life. I mean, it is it is designed by New York designers uh, Cone Pedersen, Peterson Fox Associates. It it aims to attract the novo riche. It is gaudy, ostentatious, a nightmare of silver shapes posing as modern art for Instagram fashion shoots. It it has ninety pools in Dubai in the desert. How much water does it take to feed those pools? Exactly. It is terrible. But I would have gladly gone. <laughs> and accept it. You know, there, there, there's a lovely piece in the Daily Mail about the journalist who was sent, you know, how she was seeing Jay-Z playing backgammon in one of the bars without his usual entourage of security guards. You know, he was just hanging there. Right, but one thing that really got me about that piece, okay, um, is that maybe this was just the angle they took on it, but the kind of celebrities they mentioned as being there were a bit shit. I mean, Jay-Z, obviously not. Jay-Z is... is you know, really, and he's really... going. You know, it was a family kind of thing. That you know, the whole, the all the kids, even the Beyonce's parents were in attendance. Matthew and. Uh, but look, look at some Nose. of the other people she mentions, like um, Liam Payne. I yeah. not the right one of One Direction. <laughs> the one Kendall everyone. Jenner, though. Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Jenner. All right, all right. So if Beyonce got paid twenty-two million for one hours, how much did Kendall? I mean, obviously much less. But how like much does Kendall get just for something. an Instagram post? A million? I th- I'm thinking eight. I'm eight. thinking eight. Yeah. No, I, th- I didn't. I think oh. I read recently like that everything paid and then a million. Everything paid. That she doesn't care about the everything paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, 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 no. Like Kendall Jenner, she's a Kardashian. Like Kardashian level of like, because that's what they live off. Like that's their business. Like going, going to places and and putting one post or doing a story or whatever. I think I read that Cristiano Ronaldo is the person who makes most of one Instagram post. Really? And it's more something- than a Kardashian. This was a few years ago, but like Cristiano Ronaldo, I think has more followers on Instagram. No, I think so. Yeah, yeah, but his target of like most of the people I presume follow Cristiano Ronaldo are male guys who might be into football, might be into sportswear, might be you know people who buy cars, people who buy um, sportswear clothes or watches. You know, the he's, still, he's still he's still the most men. popular. He's still the most yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah. Where, but, and this kind of he's far ahead very... of other people. What? Are very committed to the fandom more than Kendall Jenner's like fandom, I would say. Like if I see Kendall going to a hotel in Dubai, I may not go, but maybe someone who follows Cristiano Ronaldo will. I don't know. I feel like. And how would you feel about former maiden Chelsea couple Millie McIntosh and Hugo Taylor, TV presenter Mark Wright, and his actress wife Michelle Keegan? This morning, host Rochelle Humes, alongside husband Marvin. Um, Who are and they? Idris Elba's model wife Sabrina and Emily and Pat. I mean, this is not a great lineup and of not people. Even, not even Emily and Pat. Not even Emily Phil Collins' Pat. daughter. An Epo. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we should like hit a button every time we mention someone <laughs> <and> they're <laughs> an Epo. Epo baby. Um, but uh, it's like, it, why didn't I get invited? I mean, Idris' wife, Idris Elba's wife. Who is she? I mean, <laughs> I'm no one either. But <laughs> I want, I want to get invited to this uh, for for two days. Later, it's a drag because you know you get flown out and you're only you're only there for two days or something. It's it's such a long flight and everything. But I guess they all got flown in business. And if they flew in Emirates, I have to say, it is the best way of flying. 
You, and I'm not take, paid for that. Yeah. I wish that you need to go. You, you got you got a free toast bag. <laughs> Fly Emirates. If your algorithm is listening, I will gladly <laughs> talk about how wonderful your service is. Um, you got a free tote bag. Why wouldn't you? Wow. No, she tote. She got the Catalan bag, the Catalan I flag the, bag. The bim, I'm bimbailolized. She's bimbailolized. What from Bimranola? Yeah, they Mar- sent it to you. Yeah, when. Like when we finished the the episode, they like listened two to days you. later. She got to a us. box from to, from yes. Bimba Lola. Why didn't you tell us? Then? Didn't you tell me this? I I did like a whole unboxing she, moment. Yeah, yeah, don't you follow her on her socials? Damn it! You're missing out. Aim higher. Aim for yeah, the Prada. Yeah, yeah, no. Aim for Mew Mew. I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> and we <laughs> shall <laughs> manifest and and make sure you We're start getting. We're going to see beyond to next year. Yeah. So obviously it's uh, uh, yeah. So why why wouldn't you accept the task of going to write about it as a professional journalist? I just can't. I just can't with Dubai. I really champagne can't. every time your hand is empty. Some guy, some poor underpaid I just Filipino I worker. Just, Here, sir, have your champagne glass. I just can't. It's not a nice place. It's not. No. It, it it's 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 it has some horrendous. Laws. It's incredibly unenvironmentally friendly. Flying over there just for a mm-hmm. weekend is is terrible. It's full of people who I probably don't like very much. I'm just going to stand in a corner looking bar- embarrassed, trying to make conversation with someone who used to be made in Chelsea. I just don't don't like it. And at the end, they own you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, have you written that piece yet? Have you written that piece yet? And like the Daily Mail piece is so. So sycophantic. It's just it's terrible. White Lo- it's an episode of White Lotus without things going awry. Like- I, ju- I just couldn't... I'm not saying anyone else shouldn't go. It's fine. But I, I just... I wouldn't go. I, I, I literally wouldn't go. Have you been to Dubai? I've... I've st- uh, what do you call it when you stop over in the airport? Mm. Yeah. I've not been outside of the airport. I've been in the airport. I, I, yeah, me the same. Same. Yeah, same. kind of flyover. And um, you kind of go up and it's like desert, 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 desert. Massive, massive city. It's, it's insane. And I love skyscrapers and buildings, but I just don't find, I just, uh, no, no. That, that level of, it's all either super luxury and uh, shopping malls or just shitty desert. And maybe like a market that's just there for tourists, but it's not an authentic market. I maybe got, it is. I got to say, I was surprised Beyonce did this. I really was because like, She's she's a very intelligent woman. Look, she's a exactly. Very- that's why Ben for twenty two million dollars an hour. I mean, that is an offer you can't refuse. It's not like five million, which is like, look, I've got five million. I've got I've got a lot of five millions in the bank. She could say, but it's like twenty two million an hour, bringing her entire family. You know, it's so you make a family holiday out of it, including grandparents or including her parents. You know, Blue Ivy's grandparents. I think we can allow her the privilege of putting her compromise with the community on hold. You know, it's if she wants to donate a portion of that income to a good cause, we shall hit like on that post. And if she doesn't, she's Beyonce. We will not love her any less for being richer than she already is. I mean, it's she's an entertainer. I mean, it's what we were saying about it's 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 what she does. You sing. You either put on your own tour and you make your money or you get invited to play places. Julio Iglesias famously sang for dictators, for for some of the worst people in, the, the, in human that history. That is not 1144. It's a paying gig. It's just like when you. Yeah, you're, but I don't think it like excuses like Julio Iglesias did it. I think it's okay to do it. Like, <laughs> I don't think maybe Julio Iglesias did some bad things. That's maybe an option to like, maybe you shouldn't sing for dictators and maybe you shouldn't like what? accept the 22 million. Even like my thing is, I was doubting like maybe. It's like maybe in her head, 
um, she was thinking she was taking advantage of them because she didn't even like did a full performance because her foot is injured from an uh, like a surgery she, she had so she couldn't barely move and she was like haha I'm gonna play that one on you because I won't be able to move and I, you will be paying me um, this amount of money but at the same time it's like yeah okay I don't think you won as much as you think like they're, they're gonna like financiate like worse still and you're gonna be like attached to it like forever like you're this is a big performance it's not like one in millions you're doing now like it's one because you're on tour and this is just another one maybe people will not notice that much like yeah. people are gonna notice like it's the first time you've stepped out of your house like you haven't put like a visualizer of um, renaissance you haven't ah, done anything wait a minute La where, uh, last year she performed at the oscar is that wonderful tennis court performance yeah. she but hadn't that was, put no, it's renaissance not a gig, yet She hadn't put out yeah. Renaissance, and Renaissance is like is an era that haven't hasn't started or or hasn't. I she hasn't talked about yeah, Renaissance well, like she did. at all. She did. A, she actually did in the concert. She said at uh, the concert in Dubai, she said that Renaissance is part of a three part uh, project. You know, there's going to be two follow ups, either albums or But something. She hasn't you know, done she, anything not yet. Not yet. No, to the first one. Why do you a, think she didn't play any of the songs from the new album? That I found quite. It, it, it was almost like because she maybe just went and she's played waiting the hits. to to get like recover from surgery to begin the era, which makes sense and I respect and I understand now. But it's still like I don't know Beyonce. And that, this, that I have to say another thing when they bring when when they put performance like a musician's performance in one of these like things like at a fashion show or you know when you're playing for the glitterati like like glamour journalists and stuff who are there for just the 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 the, the pampering and stuff no one really pays attention people are talking people are obviously Beyonce commands attention but I've been at so many of those industry things where it's just full of industry people or you know and 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 it's just not the right crowd none of the fans are there the the every, everyone's a fan of Beyonce it's not the same case but I've hated it when I've been to something where they've bought some incredible band yeah. and it's paid for by some alcohol brand and they've spent all this money on like this cool event and they've like yeah we're gonna have like a tat, a tat one of the best tattoo artists from Japan brought in and we're gonna have all these things just so that the client can say well, good job I can associate my brand with all this wonderful talent and people aren't really like even respecting the art that has been put you know they're like oh I'm just invited to this thing and I'm gonna write about it in some lifestyle magazine can I just pick up Nicki Minaj who pulled out of playing the Jeddah World Fest in Saudi Arabia in 2019 mm -hmm. after yep. the Human really? Rights Foundation asked yep. her to do it yep. wow Nicki good isn't it I did not expect that from Nikki. And I mean, she and was all probably, the artists she... who refused to go to Qatar um, this year. Yeah, Dua Lipa and yeah. stuff. I, I, I have no morals. I just, I, I, I love money too much. It's, it's what, like, it's what the 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 host at the Grammy Award, uh, the the Golden Globes, what was his name, uh, um, the comedian. Uh, he said that. Historically, he made a joke about how black people shouldn't be uh, should be allowed to. You know, th there's a history of taking the money, shall we say? And if you think about it in historical context, 60 years ago, Beyonce would, you know, a young Beyonce wouldn't have been allowed to drink from a certain fountain in the United States, or or she would have been forced to ride at the back of the bus. I say, she, we shouldn't hold her as accountable as, say, Bill Gates for doing certain things in the name of wealth. I don't know.
Um, Look, I love Beyonce. I really do. Um, I personally, I'm not, and I'm not going to tell her what to do. I personally wish she hadn't played this gig. It makes me, it honestly makes me like her just a little bit less. And what does Beyonce care about my view? She doesn't at all. But I, I, I honestly say that as a fan, I wish she hadn't played it. But she's always been so good at keeping out of, out of you know uh, political things and stuff. Even though she's she supported uh, Obama, you know the Democratic campaign and stuff. You know there, she flirted with politics a little bit, you know, but always as a hey, I'm here as a performer and entertainer. Obviously, I'm friends with the Obamas, that kind of thing. She she wouldn't be like rallying and stuff like Lena Dunham with. Yeah, but uh, so don't Clinton. you think playing Dubai is by its nature political? Mm-hmm. I think she's an entertainer. You know, she's yeah, not. She, an, she's, she's not a not, political activist. She kind of is, but she's an activist, no? In in but what? She's, she's not. She like she's an intelligent person. You know, she she can't exactly be uh, blind to what the situation is in in Dubai, and she can't like she's got a lot of you know LGBTQ plus fans. Like she can't be. She must have known how this would sit. But it's like a yin yang. She's done something so incredible for the the LGBTQ community with Renaissance, and she's going to continue doing. If this is a three part project, and she's always going to be a, a you know just like Lady Gaga, like sure and Madonna, you know. The, the, when, once you're an icon for the community, you never stop being an icon. And sometimes you got to do dirty stuff as an entertainer and perform at a festival that happens to be like backed by a financial group that happens to fund certain right wing groups you know it's it's very complex you know it's uh, when when you start having these kind of morals and things do you know we have to speak about gnomecore damn it we're almost at the end of the show i know i know know. okay so we're gonna and now for something completely different (laughs) uh play any song whichever song is on the escaleta david because i would like to honey dijon show me some love Time. <laughs> yeah, feel me when I walk in, push in, like a basement, I'm a whole vibration, quake the earth, gon' shake you down, this ain't no drill, this ain't no walkthrough, feel the groove, it be your voodoo. Show me some love from Honey Dijon. Uh, she she also featured on Renaissance, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence the. I was trying to work out what what music to put down, and I thought, well, I really, really, really like uh, Honey Dijon. So let's put this on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, usually Mar is the one, the person responsible for bringing us a new word or a new niche trend of the month. But I would like to tell you about a trend that I picked up on, thanks to the cut, no let, no, thanks to uh, American GQ magazine, uh, to the to the trend journalist uh, Jason Diamond, who wrote a piece on gnome core gnome as in the gnomes the the ones that you put in your gardens the little the the mystical characters from elfish lores and uh, i don't know if you ever watched the cartoon called david the gnome about it i think he was uh, from laponia no uh, in in finland anyway gnomes uh well apparently there's this thing called gnome core what do you imagine it is people looking like gnomes i mean I don't know. yes and I've, I was confused when you brought it up because in April last year, Gnomecore was a different thing because trends are like changing so much, even the names have to repeat themselves. And Gnomecore was a different thing. 
from well, the one you're gonna talk about. So uh, it's <laughs> the evolution of gnome core. <laughs> 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 so how do you recognize a gnome? Uh, well, uh, beanies are a big deal, especially in in winter, and when they're perched on the top of the head, a little bit pointy, like uh, like it's become a super trend for many years now. Uh, there's even an Instagram account called Gnome Core. And uh, the person responsible for that account says that uh, they describe gnomes as big, bearded, and typically French Impressionist and post-Impressionist painters of the 19th and 20th century, starting really with Monet being the originator, and then Matisse picking up the torch and taking the look into the 20th century with his little cap, neckerchief, and flowing chocolate brown momo. it's a perfect trend for those of us entering the mature stage of life, especially because sometimes you're required to have a beard. The, the grayer the beard, the more gnomy you are. Uh, if, it, if the beard is long and pointy, more, beard, more gnome points you shall have. And uh, for some reason... Are you the- speaking like a gnome now? The more gnome <laughs> points you shall have. That's amazing. <laughs> a mixture of Yoda core. <laughs> uh, also, for some reason, the older you get, the colder you get uh, in winter. You, you just start feeling the cold much more and it affects your nature, your, your mood. You start to become very grumpy like many gnomes. Uh, especially, you know, what was the, the, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? There was Grumpy, wasn't there? You start to be like Grumpy from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, so, because you hate the cold more and more, layering is welcome. Gnome, The gnome style benefits from lots of layering. Usually, uh, we're thinking of lots of American workwear brands like uh, Carhartt or Dickies or, I don't know, all those brands of clothes that were made for working in factories or in harsh winter conditions, outdoor outdoor winter conditions in farmlands in Oregon or Wisconsin. <laughs> and and uh, those clothes were made to like endure and last and protect you from hard, heavy machinery. Uh, think of styles like, I don't know, Damon Albarn, for instance. He's kind of a gnome, you know, he, he doesn't have the beard, but he's always got a beanie on his hat, uh, on his head, and he wears a lot of really used workwear jackets, and he has that grisly look of effortlessly going about his business. Uh, they once described him as a man who perpetually looks like he's fallen out of bed, just fallen out of bed, and he's scratching his head. Um, uh, another explanation that the founder of Gnome Core, of the Gnome Core IG account, says that ultimately he thinks people are sick of a world of trolls and gremlins. And what's the opposite of trolls and gremlins? Gnomes. I don't Goblin think gnomes core. are the opposite of Yes, they in in the and if you would have grown up watching <laughs> David the Gnome, his his enemies were the trolls, and and he'd be in the forest. So David the Gnome was like healing foxes who got trapped in 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 hunter traps and things. Whereas the trolls were trolls, and they were trying to eat the gnomes and and be like evil. I take it back. So Sorry. gnomes in 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 fantasy literature and stuff, gnomes are like uh, well spirited and stuff. Another thing is, uh, not anyone can be a gnome just by wearing lots of layers of uh, work uh, American workwear and and wearing a pointy hat. You also have to have a certain kindness about your face, uh, like a gnome. Um, this is something that this IG profile creator was saying. It's like, you know, usually a lot of the gnome core icons are people who look like very peaceful and happy and, and, and that they, they go about their business being very nice to people in general. Japanese gnomes 
are known for collecting obscure records and vinyl, drinking the best coffee a human can source, eating at ramen shops and creating a wonderful balance of simple life, walking through parks, attending museums and raising kids. It's like they put a roof on ambition and live a life of simple daily pleasures that is very welcoming when you reach the mid-40s. I can speak from experience. Boredom can be scary, but avoidable if you divide your day by reading, listening, viewing and dressing super fresh. <clears throat> the only danger is when you look at hundreds of profiles of of Instagram gnomes, it, there starts to be a repetition that can be a bit off-putting. No one likes to be seen as following an obvious trend. But at the same time, it's reassuring to depend on a uniform you don't have to think too much about when you're running late to drop the kids at the nursery. So, okay to the dad shoes. Okay to the new balances. Yes, we're all wearing the same model. Who cares? We're gnomes. Layering winter apollo. Yes, the beanie. All of this. We're all in it together. Uh, and that is all I have time to say about uh, Gnomecore uh, next week, maybe. I shall try and give a name. I haven't found the name, but uh, there's the opposite of Gnomecore. Goblin Core, but it's dead because Gnomecore is in... Like, the opposite of a, a gnome would be a goblin. Goblin! We, we said like Goblin Core is dead. What was Goblin Core? Quickly, in, in one goblin sentence. Goblin Mode or Goblin Core. Ah, Goblin Mode, but was there a style to the Goblin? No, it's just going ah. Goblin Mode. It's it's a, it's a lifestyle. Okay, so... So it's that, and now it's peaceful, gnome core, um, yeah, what you said. I like. feel like something else is the opposite of a gnome. I'm sorry to get back to this. We don't, <laughs> I'm sure we'd have the time for this, but something else is the opposite of a gnome. Well, it's because I a have giant, a... giant, maybe. Ah, yes. Well, trolls were the, the direct opposite, but there's not a troll core. Well, th yes, there is. Troll core <laughs> is what I was going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about next week. Hurley. The Hurley, the sports outfit of wearing lycra, like long you know, these men who are constantly wearing long-sleeved lycra cap with the uh, Oakley sunglasses, maybe a rifle, maybe a protection vest. They tend a to storm. Rifle. Yeah, yeah, a machine gun. <laughs> big, and they, big fashion accessories. They, they like a storming rifle. government like. buildings and wearing <laughs> wearing a, a head with horns and, and, and a flag yeah. of their country and saying, QAnon is the future. Okay, and that is all we have time for uh, on the weekly. So you're ending with QAnon is the future. Jesus. No, <laughs> the, the future that gnomes must unite to fight against. Uh, and we say goodbye with a bit of Pink Floyd, the gnome. Thank you for listening. And make sure you tune in tomorrow to the weekly review, where we shall continue talking about our album of the week that we didn't have time to talk about, Nuria Graham's Cyclamen. Goodbye. A little man, if I can, a gnome named Grimble Grumble. And little gnomes stay in their homes, eating, sleeping, drinking their wine. He wore a scarlet tunic, a blue-green hood, it looked quite good. He had a big adventure amidst the grass, fresh air at last. Whining, dining, biding his time. And then one day,
Ooh.